This is Alive with Joseph. We are looking, we are going to begin to look at part two of the series I started titled Reset. Now, I'd like you to understand this, that you are not a human being having a spiritual experience. You are a spirit being having a human experience. The very moment you got born again, your spirit came alive. You were made alive. Where before you got born again, you were dead. But now that you got born again, you were made alive. Now you became a spirit being having a human experience. It is the human part of you that is housing the real you. I call it your earth suit, which is the intangible inside of you. The human part of you houses the intangible that is inside of you. It means, friends, your body is not a limitation. Nothing in the physical is a limitation. Everybody is in the spirit realm. Everybody is in the realms of the spirit. Everybody. Either you're born again or you're not born again. God is in the spirit realm. Angels are there. Demons are there, spirit and Satan is there, you too, you are also there. Now, what is common is this everyone is a spirit being. That is what is common, that is a common denominator. And God is the father of all spirits. God is the father of all spirits, and you and I are part of the spirit realm. The dilemma is you are more aware of your time here on earth than you are over there. This is the interesting part. The whole operation, this operation, this whole operation is called parallel universe, which is the ability of the human spirit to dwell in two places at the same time doing two different things. You are on the earth and you are also in heaven, seated at the right hand of God the Father together with Christ Jesus. Why? Because you're seated together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places and Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father. So you need to understand that that is who you are. At the same time as well, as you are in the realms of the Spirit, at the same time as well, you are also on the earth. You are able to be doing two different things at the same time. That is the power the human being has has the human being has the ability to be in two different places doing two different things at the same time the challenge is this your flesh is what gives you human contact more than your spiritual contact your flesh gives you human contact more than your spiritual contact why simply because you are not aware that you are more of a spirit than you are of a physical being and that is why you can begin to suffer certain things on this earth because essentially you are running your life based on what you know about yourself which is human knowledge many believers are suffering relapse on the planet earth because they are running their life on this earth based on the human knowledge they have consigning themselves on this earth and the human knowledge is actually the least knowledge there is spiritual knowledge which contains the real design of who you are and that is why you need to begin to reset your mind 
You need to begin to reset your thinking. Listen, friends, do you see God every day? Let me ask you this. Do you see God every day? Do you see the devil every day with your optic eyes? And yet, God is real and the devil is real. That is the truth. God is real. The devil is real. They are a force and they are on the ground. That is why, friends, if all you see concerning your destiny is with your optic eyes, then it means you are blind. If all you hear concerning your destiny is through what filters into your natural ears, then it means you are deaf. There is always more to what you see with your optic eyes. There is always more to what you hear with your natural ears. Your responsibility as a believer is to tune in to the real design, to the real you, to tune in to the real design that you were created. The very moment you have a mindset that you are a human being with a spiritual experience, you will lose out. The very moment, I repeat, the very moment you have a mindset that says you are a human being having a spiritual experience, you lose out. But the very moment you come to understand and tune into the real you that you are a spirit being having a human experience, you are able to enter into dominion. You are able to rule over the things that was designed to bring you down by the devil. So you need to understand that. When you begin to run your mindset on the basis that you are a human being having a spiritual experience, you will be compromised on the earth. You will be compromised on the earth. So you are to take heaven as a believer and give humans the experience of heaven here on the earth. Please understand that you are on this earth, first of all, because you are a spirit being. You are on this earth, first of all, because you are a spirit being sent here by God to manifest spiritual realities on the planet earth. It means, friends, on a daily basis, you are offering the inhabitants of the earth your difference. You need to understand when your heavenly father created you, he created you with a difference. You are offering this planet earth anywhere you are. You are offering this planet earth your difference. Understand, friends, that this earth will not recognize or reward you for your similarities. You will be rewarded here on the earth for your difference. Your difference is your critical success, relevance, and greatness factor. I repeat, your difference is your critical success, critical relevance, critical greatness factor on the earth. And that is why you do not allow anyone steal from you those traits that have distinguished you. Listen friends, don't let anyone make a clone of themselves out of you. You are the designer's original. You are the almighty God's design. And that is why every time you must be clear about those traits that have distinguished you from the ordinary person out there. You are not ordinary. You are a force here on the earth. You are extraordinary. You were 
dead, but now through new birth, you have been made alive. You are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have been grafted into the God class. You are functioning at a level that is beyond the ordinary. You are living far above, and by that, you are able to transcend and live above what plagues everybody on this earth. That is why I can boldly say to you this morning that your case is different. Why? Because he that is from above is above all things. You have been comforted by the almighty God so that you as a believer can comfort others. God didn't comfort you so that you can have a Christian name or a religious title. You have been comforted by God so that you can receive capacity to comfort others. Listen to me friends. You are a comfort to others. You are supposed to be a comfort to others with the same comfort with which the almighty God has comforted you with. Listen, you are not ordinary. Boldly declare, I am not ordinary. Give Jesus praise this morning. That is why, friends, you are a man or a woman listening to me on a mission here on the earth. You are a man and a woman on a mission here on the earth. You have been assisted. Listen, you have been assisted by the Holy Spirit so that you can assist others. You have been built to build others. You have been raised by God to raise others. You are born deliberately by God for such a time as this. You are a co-creator with God. You are that force sent by Jesus to call Lord, this earth. This earth needs you for it to be able to find its own balance. When you begin to reset your mind in that direction, you will see yourself begin to walk in dominion in areas where the enemy expected you to break down. Listen, you need to begin to understand that this earth needs you for the earth to be able to find its own balance. You are the, in this earth to bring balance to this planet earth. And that is why anywhere you find yourself you have to take charge. Anywhere you discover, you find yourself, you have to be in dominion. Anywhere you find yourself, you have to bring heaven on earth upon that place. In that family, you have to bring heaven on earth into that family. In that business, you have to bring heaven on earth into that business. In that career, in that office, you have to bring heaven on earth into that office. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now, I said all of that because of the things I'm about to say to you. Now, listen to me very carefully. When God came to Moses, let's look at this. Let's take a case study from the life of Moses. When God came to Moses, telling him how he wants to use him to lead the Jews out of the Egyptian bondage. Moses protested to God with all of his insecurities with all of his limitations, with all of his weaknesses. Now, the interesting part of the, about that conversation is this. God, the interesting part about that conversation is this, between God and Moses, God did acknowledge Moses' limitations. But in the midst of him acknowledging the limitations of Moses, he also gave him help. Exodus chapter 3, verse 12, New Living Translation. And God answered, 
I will be with you. Can you see? God said, that's fine. I've acknowledged your limitations, but listen to what I'm about to tell you. I'm going to help you. He said, I'll be with you. And this is your sign that I'm the one who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. So what God was simply saying to Moses was, when he said to him, I will help you. God was simply saying, I will be with you. Don't let this your inadequacy become a limitation. Rather, let this your inadequacy lead you to completely trust in me. I believe, friends, in this season in which we are in, God is saying, do not let this season let you run away from God. Rather, let this season become a time where you completely trust in the Almighty God. Let it become a season where you completely depend on God. Let your weakness bring you to the place where you totally depend on God. That was where God was telling Moses. That is to say, while you are looking at your weaknesses as a limitation, God is saying, I am seeing your, lim- I am seeing your weaknesses as a security for me. I am seeing your weaknesses as a surety. I am seeing your weaknesses as an indemnity. That is to say, when I look at your weakness, it assures me that you will always look unto me. Now I understand when the scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So God was saying to Moses, you will never want to attempt anything without me. Because when you look at your weakness, it scares you. It makes you want to put your eyes on me and understand that I am able to take with you and bring about the change in which I want to see on this planet earth. So that is to say friends God is saying to him that you will always look to me. You will never want to attempt anything without me. And the Bible says we should look unto Jesus. We should look unto Jesus. The one who authored our faith. The one who finished our faith. So friends, recognize that without God's assistance, you can never accomplish anything on this earth. That is to say, you are not a self-made man or woman. You are a God-made man or woman. I want you to boldly declare this morning, Jesus, I look unto you. Say it again, Jesus, I look unto you. Amen. There's a song we sing in our church that says, you know, we look to you. Whatever comes our way, we look to you. And that's what God expects from us in a time like this. We need to begin to reset our mind to look unto him in a time like this. Rather than looking unto our inadequacies. Because your inadequacies and your weaknesses are a surety for God. Making him to understand that you will always fix your eyes on him no matter what. Hallelujah. Let's get back to the book of, um, book of Exodus again. Let's get back to the book of Exodus. God said to Moses, I will use you to lead the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt into the land that I promised them. It is a land that flows with milk and honey. It is a land that is agriculturally rich. So God is, was saying to Moses that I'm going to lead you so that you can lead them out of Egypt. Listen to this. I am going to lead you so that you can lead them out of Egypt. And when they studied, when you study the scriptures very well, they successfully left Egypt. Now, as they successfully left Egypt, on their way to Canaan, the Bible said that God took them through a long route. Follow me carefully. 
God took them through a long route instead of the shorter route. Now, the reason for that was according to Exodus 13, 17. Let me show you the reason why God did that. In Exodus 13, 17, why did God take them through a longer route instead of a shorter route? Exodus 13, 17. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. They would have had to pass through the land of the Philistines who had giants in their bloodline. And they were not trained for that battle. Listen friends, it is not every battle you fight in every season. There are some battles that the almighty God will allow you not to fight. Not because he is powerless, but because he knows that you yet do not have the capacity to go through that battle. So God said, I'm not going to allow them to go through it. So what God was simply saying to them is, by not allowing you to use the shorter route, I am protecting you from some battles that you are not ready for. Because if you go through the shorter way, friends, you are going to be destroyed. Listen to this, friends. There are some things you will experience if God allows you to go through the way you want to go through. It will cost you heavily. Sometimes you look at the shorter route in life, in destiny, you wonder why God is not allowing you to go through it. The reason is, if you go through it, it will cost you heavily. So for God to protect you from the consequences of the short route, he takes you the long way so that he can teach you, so that he can train you, so that he can develop characters in you. What do I mean by long route? Sometimes you believe God for something and it looks like it's not happening fast, fast. It is not because God didn't answer you. He answered you long ago. But he knows if you are to enter into that answer immediately, you will not have the capacity to sustain the answer. So he allows you to develop capacity before you can enter into the answer in which he has ordained for you hallelujah give jesus praise this morning glory to god so there are some of you the things you're praying for the reason you have not yet seen manifestation is because you do not have the capacity to manage the manifestation hey you don't have the capacity to manage the manifestation it is god taking you through the long route so that he can build capacity in you to manage the manifestation. So God took them through the long route. He was busy developing capacity for them to be able to deal with giants. Because he knew that they will eventually meet giants. He knew they will eventually meet giants. Because he knew that there were giants waiting for them in the land of Canaan. He knew that they would eventually meet giants in the land in which they were supposed to possess. And they would need to drive the giants out to be able to possess it. Listen, if they had met giants on their way out of Egypt, their hearts would have melted. When they will have met the other giants in the land of Canaan, they will have no capacity. They will have been scared and run back. 
So friends, when it was time for them to occupy Canaan, to occupy Canaan, they were also supposed to remove some people there. And those people also have giants among them. According to Numbers chapter 13, they expect, they, they expected, God expected them to remove those giants. But listen friends, you need to understand that opposition is necessary for progress. Without opposition, you cannot make progress. Very often, we want to occupy places that the almighty God has promised us but we do not want to chase the giants out of the place there is no territory that you are to possess on this planet earth that there are no giants in business there are giants in your career there are giants anywhere you turn to there are giants in marriage there is giants but you need to be able to arise and allow God build capacity in you to drive out the giant so that you can occupy your place that flows with milk and honey no wonder the apostle Paul said fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life with which you have been saved with lay hold on it hold on to it hold on to it because friends when you hold on to it you are able to enjoy the benefits that comes in redemption hallelujah glory to God you will never get promoted in life without some pressure you will never make advancement in life without some pressure. Every advancement comes with pressure. Every advancement in life comes with pressure. And when you study the book of Numbers 13, this group of people became so frustrated to fight for what God promised them. They became frustrated to fight what God promised them. They became so nervous. They became so afraid. To the point they started grumbling and complaining about the best thing that ever happened to them, which was Moses. They started complaining about the deliverer God sent to them when they prayed for deliverance. They started complaining. When you study that story, you will notice that what they prayed for in one season, they began to complain about it in another season. Many of you are like that. You prayed for marriage in one season. Marriage came in another season where the marriage is being tested. You complain about it. You prayed for your job, a job in one season, the job came, when pressure came in that job for you to make advancement, you complained about the job. You prayed for business breakthrough in one season, the breakthrough came, when pressure came in the breakthrough, you complained about the breakthrough. What they prayed for in one season, they complained about it in another season. And most of you listening to me, you pray for that promotion. Why are you complaining about the workload in that promotion? When the promotion comes, don't forget it comes with pressure. Stop complaining about the pressure of the promotion. Start, stop complaining about the pressure of the best thing that has happened to you, which is the promotion you prayed for. So instead of them going into Canaan, instead of this group of people going into Canaan to take full possession of what God has given them, they started talking about settling in Kadesh Barnea. That was a place where 11 days journey into Cana became 40 years journey. May that not be your story in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, what that tells me is this. When they settled, started talking about settling in Kadesh Barnea, what that tells me is this. That even though they had come out of Egypt in the physical, 
in their minds they were still in Egypt because when they got to Kadesh Barnea they said to themselves let's go back to Egypt a place where we're eating garlic and cucumber can you imagine that how do you leave a place flowing with milk and honey you're planning to go back to a place where you are eating garlic and cucumber they say let's go back to Egypt so even though their physical body left Egypt their minds were still in Egypt even though their physical body left came out of bondage their minds were we are still in bondage. Listen to me, friends. Could it be that you listening to me this morning? Your body is out of what God delivered you from, but your mind is still there. Your physical body is out of what God set you free from, but your mind is still there. Listen to this, friends. Your mindset is revealed by what you run back to when you get into trouble. Your mindset is revealed by what you run back to when you get into trouble. When you get into trouble, what do you run back to? Because whatever you run back to, that is what you, it reveals your mindset. This year, with what has been happening, what have you been running back to? Because whatever you have been running back to is where your mindset is. Have you been running back to God? Have you been running back to your maker? Or have you been running back to people? Have you been running back to alcohol? Have you been running back to drug addiction? Because whatever you run back to in your time of trouble, that is where your mind is. Hallelujah. Have you been running back to the things God set you free from? Because where you run back to reveals your mindset. Hallelujah. And I want you to pause and think about that. So what kind of mindsets do you have? Can I ask you this morning, what kind of mindsets do you have? When you look at that story in Numbers 13, you will notice that they had a mindset of settling down. They had a mindset of bondage, even though they were out of bondage. Instead of them rising to go possess what was already theirs, they were thinking of settling in bondage. They were dictating what was best for their life instead of them allowing God dictate what was best for them that he has ordained for their destiny. Because friends, in the battle, in the battles of life, if your body moves and your mind hasn't moved, you will not experience victory. In the battles of life, where if your body moves and your mind has not moved, you will not experience victory. So can I ask you this morning, where is your mindset? Please don't be in a hurry to answer me. And I don't want you to answer religiously. You know, my mind, no, 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 no. I don't need that this morning. I want you to be real with yourself. Where is your mindset? Can I help you to be real with yourself? This is how you know where your mindset is. In the last six months, what have you run back to? What are the things you've been running back to? Did you run back to prayer? Did you run back to the word of God? Did you run back to scriptures? Did you run back to teachings that you have been receiving? What have you been running back to? Because whatever you have been running back to, that is where your mindset is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As I begin to bring you somewhere to a close here, listen to this. So many people have their mindset on so many things. But let me give you one major area many Christians set their minds when they get born again. One major area believers set their minds when they get born again is spirituality. Or let me use the word religion. Or let me use the word spiritually. 
Let's use the word spiritually. Many Christians, when they get born again, they only accept salvation and they reject transformation. They accept salvation, they reject transformation. They are okay to be called a Christian, but they are not enjoying the benefits of salvation. They are fine having a Christian title, but they are not experiencing the true life that comes with being in Christ. Such people are fine following Jesus. They are fine getting involved in church activities. But they are not enjoying all the riches of redemption that comes with following Christ. Listen friends, there are riches that comes with following Christ. There are riches of redemption that comes to us as followers of Christ. Many Christians have been distracted by the dramas of Christianity and they have neglected the principle of Christianity. Because, listen friends, it is the principles of Christ that brings you to the place where you can enjoy unending victory irrespective of the challenges and the battles around you. Every time you, listen, every time you see a miracle happen, two things are at play at the same time. Every time you see a miracle happen, two things are at play. Number one, an exciting and emotional series of events is involved. Number two, principle. The challenge is this, because of the smallness of the human sides and the smallness of the human mind, we tend to focus more on the show and ignore the principle. The key objective is this, friends. You and I should focus on the principle, not the show. You must understand that, friends. At best, you appreciate both. The challenge has been folks in the church. They pick the show in miracle. They ignore the principle. That is why you see many Christians keep always needing a miracle. They keep always needing a miracle. Instead of they themselves being a miracle. Many people get born again and they settle their minds on the drama of being born again. And they forget there is a person of Jesus that gives us salvation. And there is a principle of Jesus that gives us prosperity. And that is why many Christians do not enjoy prosperity. Please understand, the principles of Jesus are constant. The principles of Christ are constant. Your experience in Jesus is peculiar. Our experiences in Christ are peculiar. But the principles are constant. Because the peculiarity of your experience is different from another person's experience. That is why you do not settle on the, on the, on the, on the, on the drama of Christianity. You settle on the principles. That is why one person's experience of Jesus is different from another person's experience of Jesus. And why is it different? It is based on the light available to the person. Hallelujah. This is where you must reset your mind. You need to reset your mind because you do not live a victorious Christian life based on another person's experience of Christ. Based on another person's drama as a result of their experience. You live a victorious Christian life based on the principles of Christ. Why? 
everyone's experience of Jesus is different but the principle is constant the principle remains the same from generation to generation for example oh my god I'm out of time oh my god let me say this for example when you look at the drama behind the conversion of the apostle Paul that was created by his experience that drama when the apostle Paul got born again his experience was created because of who he was and when you look at the drama behind the apostle Peter's conversion it also created his experience the drama created his experience they all had different experiences based on their drama but the principle was the same the apostle Paul had a light strike him on his way to Damascus but the apostle Peter someone came to him and said we have found the Messiah are you understanding me now now but what was the principle that was constant in these two experiences what was the principle the principle can be found in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 the principle was if you shall believe in your heart and confess with your mouth you shall be saved that was the principle both of them engaged them that got them salvation. But their experiences were different because of their drama. And that is why when you focus on drama, you do not move forward. Because another man's drama created his experience. You do not build a victorious life on Joseph's drama that have created Joseph's experience. You build your victorious Christian life on principles. And that is where you need to reset your mind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Friends, when God comes through for you, so you need to reset your mind to focus on the principles and not allow yourselves to be distracted by the events of Christianity. Friends, when God comes through for you due to your ignorance and you remain ignorant, it doesn't mean that God enjoys your ignorance. What is at play is his mercy at play. That is why he said that he wants all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. So that he doesn't always come to deliver you in ignorance. So that you stop walking in ignorance and start enjoying the victory that he has designed for you through the death, the resurrection, and the glorification of Christ. And that is why many Christians are not enjoying victory the way they ought to because they base their Christian walk on drama that have created another man's experience instead of resetting their mind on the principles of Christ. We all will always have different experiences based on our drama. And drama is based on the available knowledge. But we all will enjoy the same testimonies based on the principles of Christ. Hallelujah. Let me stop here this morning. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Alive with Joseph Mogotcha. Till next time, God.